Well, welcome to the Walrus and the Carpenter. My name is Jason Allgood. I'm the teaching pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Peoria, Illinois. And with me as always is Gary Gear, pastor of Calvary Baptist Bible Church, also in Peoria. Gary, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing I'm I'm doing well. I've got two thoughts in my mind. First of all, my, my two older daughters are coming back to Peoria today, so it'll be good to see them for a few days and hang out. And number two, Lana Del Rey is highly overrated. <laughs> I, I just okay. thought I'd, I'd throw that on, and she was on the radio as I was coming here. I'm thinking, you know, it this is okay, but this is not the future of music here. Okay, so I've, I, I've I, maybe played three seconds of one of her songs and decided that wasn't for me. But I don't know; I'm not very I, familiar with. I'm, her I'm just I'm just throwing that stuff. out there, just as so. a, a general hot take. Hey, so hot there takes, we are. man. The things of today. Pizza. I mean, pineapple on pizza, Lana Del Rey. We are full of hot takes here. Yeah, pizza on uh, pineapple on pizza is not a thing. My my youngest daughter Delaney has tried that out. I I don't know if she likes it or not. I, I that that'll depend whether she stays well, at the house. Or that's or not. that's exactly right. Now I've only allowed my wife and daughters to stay because I love them, but. <laughs> I do. That is Ichabod to me, <laughs> pineapple on pizza. Ask any Italian person and they'll tell you. But anyway, so Gary, uh, you have uh, our topic for today at hand. And oh, I see how you firmly put it yeah, in, it's, in and my you're, you're the one who this came up with Gary's this idea, idea, and I will just comment uh, carefully <laughs> as you <coughs> well, I, rant I, and rave. I, I am No, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not going to do the whole demagogue thing here today. Uh, but I, I would like to address on some level the events of the last few weeks as far as what happened with George Floyd and Mm -hmm. the response both among unbelievers and believers and ask the question, how should we proceed as followers of Christ, followers of the the new kingdom? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I guess breaking it down and let's start where everything started. And I will ask you, did, did you actually watch the George video, the, the George Floyd video at all? I didn't. I uh, really couldn't bring myself to watch it. Um, I got in, you know, maybe five seconds, and I'm just like, I, I don't need to put this image in my mind. It was enough to see the, the knee on the neck yeah. and then hear about what, what transpired. I, um, you know, I'd, I'd watched previous videos, Eric Garner and, and Philando Castile and, and some of those, and um, my heart just couldn't couldn't take it this time. So, how about yourself? Did you? I, I watched just like you said, five ten seconds. I, I like, like and like you said, the event itself is pretty horrific in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Looking at that event right there, let's 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 take all the context away. How should a believer respond to that event? Let's say a believer who's yeah. living in Minneapolis. How should they? as a follower of Christ, how should they have responded to that event? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that we often hear is um, let's wait and see, okay. um, you know, what comes of an investigation. I do think that there are times for certainly caution. And, you know, the Bible says that we're to, um, uh, to take into consideration, I'm paraphrasing here, both sides before we make a decision. Um, but th- there are times where something is so clear and so clearly egregious that um, I don't I don't think that we 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 take the time to make a judgment about how wicked something is um, now the outcome of it you know as far as court cases and, and judgments and those kinds of things I think 
um, that's where we need to be careful. I think we're going to get into some of that here in a minute. But um, I think the response that I initially want to have as a believer is, um, I believe, because the Bible says that all men are made in God's image. Um, you know, theologians call this the imago dei in, in Latin. And therefore, in any case where someone, when, where someone's life is taken, I want to grieve um, because they're, they're an image bearer. And so I think that needs to be our first response to any death. And then my sense of justice is heightened when I see the way in which someone's life is taken. Okay. Um, you know, we'll probably get into several examples of things that have come about as a result of this now in our nation where it's just just as um, just as sad, just right. as, as, as much grief needs to be shed. Um, and, um, yeah, so that's where my, that's where my mind goes first. How about you, Gary? Well, what about action wise? Okay. Yeah. Someone who lives in Minneapolis, you're a follower of Christ. Yeah. Do you believe that there is something that, that, that what, when, what should be, they, they'd be compelled to do, if I Mm -hmm. may put it that way. Mm -hmm. So how, you mean response? Yes. Yeah. I think prayer. Okay. Um, is a is a good response there. Um, grief is a good response. Um, you know, I, I I I know I know where you're wanting to go with this question in regard to. I'm maybe, not sure. I maybe, know That's maybe activity <laughs> in regard to should we get out and protest and those well, kinds of things. I know we're going to get there. Yeah, well, we'll get there, but I, that's yeah, not where I, I was I, going to right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I think that there is an appropriateness to that, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I. Yeah, I I think you know my my first reaction to that is is prayer. I think reflection upon where um, where my thoughts are concerning death and power and government and race and all the things that kind of have come about. I mean, that's just on our. It's sort of stamped on the back of our eyelids in the United States, isn't it? I mean, okay. even if we don't want it to be, it kind of is. Um, and, uh, yeah, just questions. Why? Why did this happen? You know, I, I don't know. No, I, yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I've been trying to think, okay, when we see, and by the way, this kind of ties into the whole COVID thing, too, and mm. the conversations we had as pastors. Yeah. And, Daniel, you were part of these conversations, too, if you're listening to this. The question being that if our governor acts unjustly, mm. do we then determine to still have services, even though we feel it's an unjust decision, or that he didn't have the power to make that determination in the first place? Yeah. So, and I, by the way, I'm not, com- I'm not. Yeah, you're just COVID, you're giving. Yeah. But but it does operate in a context that we live yeah. in a government mm-hmm. where we can reach out to the government and yeah. say, yeah. We disagree, this or this is wrong. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, I think looking at the George Floyd thing, and part of the reaction of believers, as I look at the various re, re, the various reactions, I think the biggest danger of anyone going into this is making statements without knowing what the truth is. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you said about... It's a terrible thing for someone in the image of God to die, and especially in this way. Mm-hmm. I totally agree 100%. But when we start bringing in other things, saying, okay, 
well, this is an issue of race. This mm-hmm. is an issue of this. This is an issue of that. It may or may not be. Mm-hmm. But once we start making those determinations, I believe believers are compelled to start doing research themselves mm-hmm. and look at the actual data or the data that is available mm-hmm. before they start making those calls. Right. Um, right. You know, looking at police brutality. Right. To be honest, I don't think it's as much of a race issue as a class issue. I think mm. it's more of an economic class issue yeah. than it is of a race issue. But that's yeah. that's neither here and, nor, nor there at that point. And forgive my ignorance, um, because I, I've only heard sort of, you know, echoes of this. But I, I think I heard that George Floyd and this officer, um, Chauvin, I think was his name, um, had previous interactions and that there may be some personal grievances as well and and not that that diminishes right the 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 at least so so here's where i think here's where i think we um that the narrative if i could oh man i sound like a typical person right now (laughs) but just the image of a white cop kneeling on a black you know man's neck i think is is where that spark so so there's two levels. I think there is what it, what happened here, but then I think there's the image of what happened that sparks the 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 emotions again. And I don't right. I don't necessarily have a problem with that, um, in the sense of just just the the image does recall these you know kind of situations right. that have come up in the past. Right, and 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 to, and to your point, I agree with that. So the next thing, and this is where we have to be careful as believers, because I've heard it on both extremes. Either it's all about race or it's not about race mm, at all. Mm-hmm. No, we dig into the background. We look right. at the data. Right. Yeah. We 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 look at what the records show. We yeah. look at at the way that the training works. Right. Right. Sure. And we dig into all of that before yeah. we make those type of determinations. Right. And there is sort of this extreme, as <clears throat> you mentioned. There's this extreme of it's not about racism. It's all about racism, and it's all about police brutality, and it's all about training, and all cops are bad or. You know, you know, hey, hey, all cops are good. We should always, right. you know, obey a cop, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Um, but I can I can tell you the story of a man who did not follow orders for the sake of saving lives in the military. Right. In Vietnam, a, a colonel I knew who was told, go into this village and man, woman, child, doesn't matter, bomb the heck out of the place. And he, under Christian conviction, said, I refuse to do that. You know, he was in the midst of war, right? And and his his Christian conviction was, I can't do that. Right. I can do a lot of other things to secure the place or whatever, but I'm not going to do that. Right. You know, so there's there's places where we can see where uh, authority has been ignored in order to save lives as well. Yes. But here's 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 where I struggle, Gary. Back to the issue of contacting local governments and those kind of things, I feel defeated. Whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's uh, speaking out against what seems to be an injustice, and I'm not saying it's not. I, I tend to think that it is. I just kind of feel like, what good does it do? Yeah. That's that's where I'm. I'm this as, is just me. I'm not no, speaking on behalf as, of anybody else. I, I'm, I'm curious, and I agree with you to the point. <clears throat> I, I, will, I will say this, and I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I think in order for things to be made different, mm-hmm. you and I would have to become different types of people. Yeah. And that's a journey we don't want to take. Well, and, 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 and you know, hey, our voices need to be heard. And I think maybe it's just defeatist of me. I feel like my voice isn't going to be heard, you know. And, and who am I? I mean, I'm a, you know, um, 
uh, I'm a pastor. Yes. Uh, some people might say, well, that makes you a community leader, but you know, I'm a white guy, you know, and, 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 you know, I do, I do think that these things need to be spoken up and against and, and these kinds of things. So, you know, honestly, my response, and you haven't asked for this, but I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> my response was to reach out to first and foremost, the black members of my church, mm-hmm. um, and ask them how they're doing, ask them, what what do I not get about this? Okay. You know, and um, uh, let them know that that I want to understand mm-hmm. to the best of my ability. And then beyond that, my other um, African American friends in in the community who I have either ministry partnerships with or just friendships with, and just say, you know, same same question: How are you doing? How can I be praying? What am I not? I mean, not that I'm like, duh, duh, I don't get anything. You know what right. I mean? Like, what am I not understanding? How can you help me understand? And you know, one of my one of my friends who um, helps lead a ministry here in in the Peoria area to inner city youth, um, you know, he said some encouraging things, which I don't feel like I need to say on air. But but he said, you know, you just have to understand, Jason. There are things that you're not going to understand yeah. because of the color of your skin. And I'm like, okay, I accept that. Right. I accept that. And, um, but I, you know, beyond that, I don't know what to do with it, you know? So, no, I, <clears throat> and I, I think this is where, and I, I've got to be careful not to get on the soapbox with this. Sure. I, I think when it comes to the believer in Christ, in fact, I'm kind of working on devotional tonight. Uh, how do we pray our, our, our way through this? Yeah. But. I think when we ask the question, what should a believer do? Mm-hmm. We make the mistake of thinking. And by the way, prayer is a very important part of it. I I, I, th- I think it has to be prayer plus other things. If sure. prayer is ever left out, it is, it's just not going to work out. Right. But I, and I know this is something you and I have, have discussed previously. Um, in, in, uh, interaction with social media and interaction and even protesting peaceful protesting i'm all fine with peaceful protesting i think we as believers make the mistake of thinking okay if we've talked on social media if we've done protesting we've done enough right right and i i i hate to say this and some people may get talked about this it reminds me of places in the old testament when god says you guys sure talk a lot but you're not doing anything yeah Protest yeah. is just another form of speech. Yeah, yeah. So what are we going to do as individual believers, you know, right. to, to, to volunteer in these areas, yeah. to work with literacy programs, to work with foster care, to work yeah. with, yeah. you know, right. with, right. with, with yeah. connecting. Yeah. And yeah. I, I will, I will awesome. say um, that American Christianity, that we're not willing to take that next step for the most part. That's right, Gary. And, and I'm not—I uh, I don't want to— pump up you and your ministry. No, no, but, and but, let's but, just leave that out of it. No, but. I really want to say this, Gary, <laughs> seriously, man. I mean, not that peaceful protesting is wrong or shouldn't happen. And, but and it should happen. I'm not against no, it. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not. But your church has done more to actually enter into the lives of people in your community, whether they're black, brown, yellow, white, whatever, um, not seeking to leave anybody out by my, you know, giving my coloration there, but um, by being involved in the public school system, doing tutoring, um, even your food pantry. That I know you guys have had to discontinue some of these things, but 
Um, and, 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 and again, not, I'm not trying to pat you on the back, but even your own personal family getting engaged in foster care, those things do far more in the long run than if we simply do protesting. And again, right. both, and have, well, both have their value, but, <clears throat> but there's something more engaging and long-lasting when we get engaged in our communities, not, not just for the sake of virtue signaling, like, hey, look, no. and, and you have never done that, brother. And this is a very sobering conversation, by the way, and I, uh, but you have never done that, brother, and, and, and yet you guys have engaged, and you're engaged in CASA and all these things, and, and you guys and your family and your church has done far more in engaging that 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 just goes a long way. Well, I I would I I try to think of it in terms as far as sanctification too, of because, course, of because course. we we have done this for for years, as you know. And one of the things we find, and I think this is discouraging, especially in American Christianity, it it is a very it, there 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 are very few happy endings. Right. No, if I may put so it that good. way, in, that's in, so good. In in fact. Uh, I actually got a call from uh, Dale Lynn yesterday mm. uh, talking about— and with Our the, number one fan, by the way. Yes, Dale. our number one fan. All <laughs> Dale, all the time. Um, but he's working with a ministry down where, where, where he is, and, it, and, it's, and it's on the street, and he's really trying to get people in, into churches. But he, he and I were talking through what accountability looks like, mm-hmm. especially when addiction comes ar- around. Right. And one of the things that we both acknowledge, and a lot of people acknowledge, when you start dealing with those areas, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's very rarely it's going to end up you know wonderful. I yeah. mean, maybe a 10% chance. Right. But if we really do want to see change as believers, those are the types of things or relationships we need to enter into in our life, realizing that I may enter into this and it may all end up in tears. Yeah. But what other choice do we have? Yeah. The, the, I, I think American Christianity has an incredible blind spot when it comes to civil race issues as far as history-wise. And that's not just their fault, mm-hmm. but I think the fault of, of the school system. I mean, I I, I actually had to dig in and, and read about the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Equality Act for Housing back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. That's something I had to dig in my mind. I never heard from anyone from any pastor. Mm-hmm. And when I was finally talking with pastors about it, they're like, I have no idea that this ever happened. Right. And you're thinking, well, Heck, decades of this crap. Right. And plus, one of the things to to keep in mind at the same time, and this is for all you believers out there, take a look through the New Testament and see how many times the New Testament addresses partiality. That's right. In all sorts of forms. Yeah. There's a reason for that. We are wired for partiality. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 if we wouldn't be discriminating against blacks, we would find somebody else to yeah. discriminate against. That's right. Because that's in our heart. Yeah. That's that's the content of my father-in-law's sermon that we were talking this this uh week. Uh that this upcoming is James 2 and the whole yes. idea of partiality and that's how he's going to approach it and he's been in the Savannah area now for the last four or five years. And the racial divide there is, you know, not only is there a racial divide, but it's 50, 50 almost as far as demographic is concerned. Right. And they were able to see in their, in their previous church that, you know, the communities start to come together, which is what we really want to see. Yes. And and that's one thing I want to be so careful about here is to not, there, there is no guilt. I mean, if you're in a mainly white area of the country, this is not going to be something that you're engaged in. No. Um, and so I think we need to be careful not to guilt people into, well, I look around and there's, you know, 
there's no ethnic diversity in my neighborhood, and therefore, how can I make this happen? That's why look more is an issue of class, right? And that's true too. And that's true too. And we've lived, and I'm going to use these terms. We've lived in white trash central, where people didn't educate their their kids. A lot of meth, a lot of drugs going Mm -hmm. on. There's just as much of a call out to go into minister, yeah, in those areas with whatever foster care and casa, even in. Peoria or Detroit or whatever else. Yeah, and let's and let's be uh, um, you know honest about this. Um, our our hearts are bent, as you mentioned, towards discriminating against anybody who doesn't look like, dress like, whatever. I have to repent of not seeing people as in the image of God all the time, regardless of color of skin right. or anything. I mean, that's just something that I find myself. I'm looking down my nose at somebody, and 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 I'm having to say. Um, God forgive me. I'm not. I'm not thinking of them as somebody made in the image of God. Yes, you know. And then that goes back to Philippians two, and especially it starts with believers first, and right. then on to unbelievers. But you look to see what people actually need, and yeah. I think this is where the that big... was my sermon on Sunday. By the way, okay. I woke up Sunday morning completely burdened by this, and and I changed my sermon to Philippians two one through eleven. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Um, but but the idea here that. To look, and and this is where the tension goes with the unsaved world. They think people need one thing. Yeah. We know they need something else. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. Go ahead. No, I don't no, want, please. So please. Here's, here's one of my struggles, Gary. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> Guys, by the way, this is never scripted. Gary and I are talking... We're shooting from the hip. I'm, I'm on the verge of tears because this is so sobering. I'm actually going to so, have a whiteboard behind Jason. It has cute tears right yeah. there. <laughs> but... I mean, seriously, this is heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Um, but I, this is this has been a struggle for me, Gary, and you can help me think through this because you're way smarter than me. <laughs> um, but I, I struggle with the line between, you know, I am all for us saying that racism is wrong, classism is wrong, ageism is wrong, you know, uh, discrimination against uh, disabled people is wrong. Right. But how do we, uh, as the church, and I don't mean the church organized necessarily as much as I mean Christians who should be a part of a local assembly, going out into the world, I want to argue for the value of human life, whether that's because of abortion or racism or classism or all these kinds of things. But I also want to make sure the gospel is a part of that. Right. So, you know, I don't always have the opportunity to preach the gospel in these situations. So how do I do both well as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? I would... It depends on the context. You understand I'm, what I'm asking? No, yeah, I, yeah. I, I understand because yeah. what, what what's the old fake Francis of Assisi quote, and mm. it is very fake, uh, preach yeah. the gospel. And if necessary, with, use, use words. words which yeah. is, 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 he never said that, and it's terrible. It is. It, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is crap on a cracker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the gospel is always words. It That's is right. always words. It, yeah. it is no, but I, I think when we think, when we speak of motivation, this is where it becomes very important. Um, it, it's funny, a friend and I, and I from high school were talking about this yesterday and talking about who the type of people are who are going through, who, who are doing the rioting. Yeah. And I mean, part of it, of course, is, is just, in, and you have normal protesters who want to do the right thing and you have thugs and you have anarchists. But I think there's another group that we ignore that people who have been hurt mm-hmm. and they have been damaged by the system and by racism. And is it right for them to respond the way they do? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But there's honest to goodness, real pain there. Right, right. And yeah. we have to address that pain. Yeah. 
in those conversations. Now, a lot of times with what with what, what my wife and I do, when we talk about what motivates us, when we talk about why we do what we do or what's important to us, we do bring in the fact, you know, and we do this because Christ saved me. Right. I'm doing this because Christ rescued me. Yeah. And and I have a need to, to rescue others. But overall, with, with, with the race thing, and even talking on a larger platform, I think it we, we have to sidestep, and people aren't going to like this, I think we have to sidestep the whole economic equality thing. Yeah. Um, we have to sidestep, um, oh, what else? Um, economic equality. E- e- equality because once we once we do that we are bypassing the character and the heart of man himself yeah that's right yeah well and gary i want to make super clear that our listeners understand that you and i both agree that the gospel is its own message right Um, uh i i don't like the language of live out the gospel i like to say that the gospel um this is biblical i think justification is what happens to us when we believe the gospel. A result of the gospel in our lives of justification is sanctification and the fruit of good works that God gives us to do, as Ephesians 2.10 says. Right. So the gospel is um, uh, Christ uh, came, he died for sinners, he rose again and ascended. Right? I mean, the, that's, that's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. And so the gospel is a message to, to live... As one who, or you could take the Ephesians two eight through ten thing. You know, this this is the gospel. This is the result of the gospel. It's not yes. the gospel itself. So when when I say that you know we need to be living according to God's word, we're not saying that we earn our salvation or no. anything like that. Or that when we're living something out, the, the the Francis of Assisi quote, you know, hey, just right. live the gospel and and then use words if necessary. No, the the gospel is a message. And I have believed that, and now as a result of God changing me, I go forth and do good works. Yes, and now tying back there a little bit, and this is, I understand totally what you're saying, and I think the term is overused, like gospel-centered this, Mm gospel-centered that, Mm -hmm. you know, gospel-centered matrix or whatever, blah, (laughs) blah, blah. Yeah. I do, and this ties in with what you talked about, Philippians 2 last week. Mm Mm-hmm. If if the gospel is at the center, mm-hmm. and we think of Christ on the cross, and that goes back to Philippians two, as you said, Paul says, "Hey, I want you guys to look at other people's needs yes. and keep doing that." Well, how much? Look at Jesus. Right. Look at Jesus on the cross. Right. He's your role model. He's yep. the one to follow. Yep. Do that until it damages you. Right. So it is gospel centered in yes. the sense yes. where we Amen. look at the example yeah. of Christ. Yeah, that's right. But it's not gospel centered in the sense where we paint gospel varnish on things. That's right. Yeah. And just yeah. throw a prefix on right. the beginning and that's, of the word. And that's the part that we struggle with is the sacrifice. I mean, that's what Paul is saying in Philippians right. 2, right? He's saying... Um, look out for the interests of others, not your own only. Don't be right. self-centered, be selfless, right? Which 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 ties into another thing I don't think we hear people talk about enough because it's been liberalized, and I'm going to use that in the most li- in the liberal sense, but the concept of loving your neighbor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and looking, I mean, looking at the people across the street, right. looking at the people who are around you, who are not like you, who make you uncomfortable, right? you have a biblical mandate that the gospel makes you capable of to love that person. Right, right. And are you doing it? Yeah. Well, yep. no, I'm too busy 
you know, making myself comfortable. And that, that right. I think that's one of the biggest issues that American Christianity Absolutely. is going to be judged for in the future, myself included. Absolutely. And, and me as well. Yeah. And it, well, I, I was taken for granted. It was. Yeah. You, but. <laughs> no, that's right. I mean, what does God call us to do? He calls us to love him, love God and love neighbor. And I think that that what I preached on Sunday was that begins in the local assembly, certainly. Yes. But it, it finds its way out into the community especially as the church scatters into the community. Yes. And, and, and that's where we're doing that. And, and uh, you know, um, I think that we throw money at things a lot and not ourselves at things a lot. Yes. And, and so that's where we need to be careful to follow through with how God has, has absolutely changed us. One of the things we do not want is we do not want to be exhausted by our service. But that's totally what God calls us to as individual yeah. believers. Yeah, and and Gary, again, I'm not seeking to pat no. you on the back, man, but you have exam- you have exemplified that to me, brother, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Well, how, how thank you, but how how would you talk with like, for instance, in Peoria, we didn't have rioting in places like you know Minneapolis and New York and right. Chicago, right? How have you talked to your people about yeah. this? Yeah. So again, on Sunday, I I. Uh, I said, you know, peaceful protest is fine, but but we're seeing people who are exercising, even if they're really hurting, something that is evil, right? Um, you know, uh, and so uh, we don't we don't endorse, you know, uh, you know, we don't overcome evil with evil. We overcome evil with good, is right. what the scripture says, right? And so so we're not endorsing that, and 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 I would decry the the rioting, even right. if there are some who may be in that group that are. Um, out of pain doing that is still right. the wrong response to that. And, right. and uh, I mean, the reality is my heart is just as broken over the death of David Dorn, the former police chief of St. Louis who was shot and killed yeah. um, in, in uh, seeking to, to, to protect the pawn shop from being looted. You yeah. know, um, that's just as wrong. Yeah. And so we need to value human life. And uh, that doesn't come in the form of, of rioting and putting people in danger. That's how I've addressed it. How about no, you? No, it was, it was about the same thing. I know there's yeah. a lot of fear. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I appreciated your post the other day about that that you gave to your church. I actually shared it with our church family, too. And, uh, yeah, we should not. Uh, speak to that for a moment, Gary, well, the just idea of fear. The idea. Well, I, I think we need to be careful. We need to be good stewards. Mm-hmm. My, my, my son was working at nights up at High V during that. And sure. uh, it was it was it was funny. I'm thinking, you know, here here's my 21 year old son. He'll be fine, and you know they're they're gonna they're gonna be calm about all this. But there's still that sense of like what's going to happen, you know. Yeah. And you look at things at Facebook. People are like, get out your weapons, and if you come looting, I'll start shooting. Right. And everything else. Right. We forget that God in his sovereignty has allowed this to happen, yeah. and this is part of his plan. So, yes, yeah. we need to be careful. We need to defend the people that we love, but this is not, this, this is not about us versus them. This right. is about sin showing its head in another way and, again, being reminded that it's only the gospel that answers those questions. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, we've come to the end of our time here, uh, Gary, and this is certainly a heavy topic, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, this. So if you would uh, please uh, reach out to us uh, via the website, walkarpradio.wordpress.com, or you can uh, communicate with us on facebook.com slash walkarpradio. 
Um, we would love to hear your thoughts on this. So, sobering topic, but a necessary one for us to talk about. Um, please uh, continue to uh, pray for uh, our country. Continue to pray that the Lord would use this as an opportunity, even as we just spoke about, that the gospel would be able to go forth. And let's be faithful to preach the gospel, to love God, to love our neighbor, as he has called us to do. And so um, if you're liking uh, what we're doing here, we ask you to uh, go over to uh, iTunes and uh, leave us a rating there. Um, but uh, until next time, we'll see you at that time. Bye.